0: Brands need to be hyper-aware, beyond the comfort of habitual routine. What unique value does traditional media provide? Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. We know trends, but we really don't know who's going to connect with who in the future and in what way they're going to do it. So what I would do is I would just experiment. And I would find out.
1: Brandwidth On Demand,
0: rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwidth, media branding coach, Kipper McGee.
2: Often described as a catalyst and nonconformist, branding executive Tom A. Sacker writes and speaks about radically new practices and ideas for marketplace success in times of uncertainty and change. We are there now. He's the author of six books, including I Am Keats, which we highly recommend, A Clear Eye for Branding, The Business of Belief, which was the number one inspirational business book by Inc. Magazine, by the way. Tom is recognized by MIT as a past member of its Birthing of Giants Executive Leadership Program, a former GE Executive recipient of the George Land Innovator of the Year Award, and co-hosted Media Unplugged with media researcher Mark Ramsey. Brand with On Demand is proud to welcome back the one and only Tom Asacker. Hey, Tom.
0: Hey, hey guys. Great to be with you.
1: Hey, great to have you. So the Chinese curse to live in interesting times. That sounds like us, huh? Oh, it's interesting. Yeah, from the election to life or death matters like COVID, I mean it's it's really out there. In a recent blog post, you predicted that no matter what, it will change the world. So for starters, how do you see it impacting traditional broadcast radio?
0: Traditional broadcast radio. Well, let's talk about how it's going to influence brands in general, because all broadcast radio is, is a brand, right? So okay. The whole notion, the idea in the consumer's mind of, of what a brand is, that's not going to change much because it's really just a, a symbolic representation of something. I like to make it really simple. I mean, a brand is an image in somebody's mind of value that they're going to receive in exchange for their time and money. Now, that said, because of what's going on, people will definitely be much more discerning. They're going to be a much less passive and accommodating because Of the pandemic, I mean, their habits have changed. They've been shaken awake. So they're off of autopilot and it's causing a lot of people to evaluate various options, including media options. So, for example, on the one hand, you see that people are desiring safety and comfort right now. All right, This is why Amazon is booming, as well as, I don't know if you've noticed, but the consumption of uh, nostalgic movies and music is Mm -hmm. big right now. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's that craving for comfort and safety, you know, to be kind of held and, and feel safe again. But, and this is the big but that radio has to be prepared for and everyone else, people are eventually going to crave novelty and excitement. And there's going to be an explosion of that craving when this pandemic finally ends sometime next year. So I guess in the meantime, before that happens, brands need to be hyper aware that people are going to be looking for something or someone to project their, I guess, excess energy onto, right? They've got this pent-up frustration and feeling of powerlessness. And it makes it critical, for a uh, critical time for brands to make sure that their offerings are, one, competitively priced, and two, that they keep their promises. Mm-hmm. And if they break those promises, they have to apologize immediately and sincerely. So, bundle that all together, what does that mean for media brands? It means they really have to understand viscerally what their audience feels they're getting in exchange for their time and money. And then to deliver it, how and when they desire it, and continuously add value so they don't leave. Because again, they're going to be looking at switching because they're off of autopilot. And there are an unlimited number of media options. And everyone is jumping in. Everyone is jumping in to take advantage of these free distribution platforms, the Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify. And if the content creator can grab someone's attention with something more interesting and relevant, there is absolutely no barrier for the consumer to switch. So that is really important to understand, as well as to understand the general public sentiment right now towards... Media in general isn't really good. A lot of people view media as a major source of the divisiveness and disinformation that's plaguing all this anxiety that's going on. So I'd be highly reluctant to add to that perception. I mean, when the election ends, I would be a unifier. I wouldn't be a divider. I'd be a source of optimism and not a fear monger get people moving again.
1: So you're saying Mm -hmm. we should put kumbaya into power rotation.
0: Well, I'm saying that people are going to come out of this and move into next year, and they're going to be craving optimism. Mm. They're going to crave moving into the future in an empowering way. So whoever steps up and grabs their hand and says, come on, we'll do it with you, that's going to be a big draw, especially for these brands.
2: Tom, you've taught us that only the creative survive, right? Right. Businesses fail either because they leave their customers or because their customers leave them. And what you're telling us right now is that radio people need to find a way to be more creative, right? Be more
0: relevant. Yeah. Now, now look, and like you guys know, I've worked with radio and I, and I love radio. And I'm going to expose the elephant in the room just for a second. So let's assume it's the it's the 1970s, right? I'm getting out of college. And we're advising some AM radio stations, and we're telling them that there are ways to harness creativity to remain relevant enough to prevent listeners from moving to FM. That wouldn't be a smart thing to tell them because the change in listener preference back then, this move to FM, is the same as it was today. It's about advances in technology and the listening experience, right? So it's not FM today. It's smartphones, smart speakers, connected cars, Spotify, Amazon Music, a million podcasts. So what does that mean for radio? I think what it means is, in other words, who is iHeartMedia? Let's Clear Channel, right? And what are they up to? Well, study every single move they've made and are making, and you will see the future of radio. Twelve years ago, they launched the first version of iHeartRadio to the iPhone, to the App Store. Today, they're the leading podcast publisher. In the united states so can independent or smaller stations do the same thing i don't see why not right mm-hmm. reach out to your audience and customers find out how you can use your knowledge and relationships to help them with their lives with their businesses there, there's no barrier to apply your creativity to, to new platforms while you're continuing to do what you're doing
1: you got me thinking i mean you're exactly right So you've also seen that today's successful brands are different from others and that branding is media-based, image-making, and persuasive communications. Basically, people are getting inoculated to that. They're easily repelled. So what does that mean for the future marketing and advertising, especially for an audio media? How are we going to break through all of the stuff you're talking about?
0: Yeah, and I've been making this point over and over and over, and you can see it evolve over time. I mean, it was obviously coming. Successful brands, like you put it, are different from others, which necessarily means that they are appealing to a smaller, more discerning audience than mass market brands. And so they need help getting their messages heard by and internalized by those niche audiences. And so the challenge for marketing and advertising is to be able to segment audiences based on desires and beliefs of consumers, and then to help deliver those tailored messages in a cost-effective way. I mean, for, the, for the audio medium, that means some kind of combination of messaging that taps into the desires and drives interest during the audio programming, and then pushes people to websites, videos... Offers that move them, that move people to make a decision, take a chance, to try something new. I mean, it's, it's a difficult process. I spell out the kind of the veracity and nuances of this process in, in the book, The Business of Belief. But it just comes down to understanding how are people actually making decisions? What do they want? What are their habits? And then you inject yourself into that process to make things easier and better for them.
2: Tom, in your book, Fear Eye for Branding, you made us face the reality of our evolving consumer, customer controlled economy. If we didn't get it then, boy, we sure get it now with things like Spotify and Pandora, any number of on demand media options being used today. From your vantage point, what will the role of traditional broadcasting be then? What questions should we be asking ourselves now?
0: I can't lie to you, Dave, I, I don't know. I suppose the first question I'd ask is, beyond the comfort of habitual routine, what unique value does traditional media provide? I mean, For television, it's obviously some combination of content, perhaps local news, live sports. But you and I know that over time, Everything is going to move to some type of over-the-top streaming. I mean, this is what's going to happen. Competition is just going to do it. So the real answer is that we know trends, but we really don't know who's going to connect with who in the future and in what way they're going to do it. So what I would do is I would just experiment and I would find out. I would get people... My relationships with people that I have, with listeners, with business owners, with the community, with the government, with whoever, and I'd say, how can I help? What can we do? How do you see things? And I would use the insights that come back to create something more valuable than the other people have, and that's the essence of creativity.
1: So, Tom, for those who have not been exposed to your concept of tilt, could you kind of give them the thumbnail and uh, bottom line, have we reached it?
0: You're grabbing that out of the uh, that recent uh, article I wrote. Yeah, so tilt isn't my concept. It Actually, it originated as a, a poker term, and it signifies a state of confusion or frustration that causes a player to uh, adopt a let's call it a less than optimal strategy when they're playing cards. It usually results in the player becoming overly aggressive. Uh I'm guessing that the term probably came from, remember the old days when we used to play pinball and and you'd start shaking the machine and it would tilt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So I think that that's what happens. It's people putting their emotions into something where they should actually be pulling their emotions out. And yes, I think the majority of, at least Americans, we're not thinking strategically, and we're being emotionally impulsive, socially destructive. And, and this is not right. I mean, we're in a time right now where we desperately need, I don't know, more Mr. Spocks. And everyone is being wildly emotional Dr. McCoy right now. Bones. <laughs> so we need more people that can sit, look at trends, look at what's going on, look at how we want the world to be and make logical decisions instead of making these knee-jerk, compulsive, emotional ones.
2: It's always a pleasure to be with one of our favorite thinkers Tom a sector. Hey, if there's somebody you'd like to hear from, we'd love to hear your suggestion. Just email us, show at brandwithondemand.com.
1: Yeah, the reason we do this is really to help you build your brands and grow them by upping your marketing game both on air and online. And if you're finding this helpful, please leave us a review wherever you download this. Coming up, Tom shares some
2: opportunities that many may find hiding in plain sight.
1: Hi, this is Mike Sadovoy, Program Director for Country 94 and 97.3 The Wave in St. John, New Brunswick, Canada. Hi, this is Dave from Music Master Scheduling, here with another Music Master raving fan. Our company, Acadia Broadcasting, recently upgraded to the Music Master platform, and we have certainly benefited ever since. Music Master has been a critical piece to helping us every single day. Ready to become a Music Master raving fan? Get in touch at musicmaster.com sales. We couldn't be happier with Music Master, and for that, we say thank you.
0: Increase your ratings, increase your engagement, and now increase your web traffic too. I'm Tony Lorino from Throwback Nation Radio, 80s and 90s hits with a modern twist. If you've got an AC or classic hit station that needs a boost, let us help. Go to ThrowbackNationRadio.com to reach out now.
2: Opportunities hidden in plain sight. Plain
1: sight. with on good. demand.
2: We're with one of the best and brightest, Tom Acehacker. Tom, Thinking about traditional broadcasting, what's the one opportunity that most people would find, if they took the time to look, hiding in plain sight?
0: Actually, I think it's like the human body, isn't it? I mean, we we don't appreciate the workings of our own bodies, our breathing, blood flow, how the organs all operate. We don't really appreciate it until we have a problem with it. So all of that can be thought of, in my mind, as hiding in plain sight. And the same could be applied to traditional broadcasting. What is their blood flow? It's trusted relationships. So like I said earlier, I'd be meeting with everyone, advertisers, listeners, talent, salespeople, asking empathetic, childlike questions like, uh, what do you think? What have you seen? What can we do? How can I help? Listen, business is and will always be about relationships and uniquely adding value to those relationships through curiosity and compassion and creativity. So relationships are the things that are probably the biggest opportunity that we have, and they're hiding in plain sight because we have taken them for granted over time now is the time to say that's our asset that that information that's out there with our clients and with our people with our listeners that is what's going to move us into the future if we can tap into it great
2: point yep
0: Our thanks to the
2: always amazing Tom Acehacker. We have links to Tom's books, videos, and more in the show notes. Just scroll down on your phone or check brandwithondemand.com.
1: As always, our thanks to exec producer Cindy Huber. And a reminder, if you're looking for better ratings and a great show prep service, do yourself a favor, take a look at Personality Magnet. It's from Tracy Johnson. You can check it out for free by just texting personality magnet one word to 44222. That's personality magnet to 44222. And if you like it, get the brand With discount 50% off. Coming up on Brand With On Demand.
0: This is Mark Hawkeye Lewis from KSCS Radio in Dallas, Fort Worth. And I think the most important thing that any morning show could do is when you get off the air, you need to tell your own story. What exactly does that mean? Well, I'll
2: tell you next. That's a wrap, Kipper. Don't surprise your boss. It's not lucky. We'll talk about that in the one-minute merchandising. Find it in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin.
1: And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand be BY.